What's up, everybody? I'm David Hain, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 41 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. I'd like to give a big shout out to our new listeners from Miami, Florida. Thanks for listening. If you'd like one-on-one counseling, or if you want to start or join an online group using the From A to D curriculum and podcasts, go to my website, www.fromatod.org, and click on the contact page, or leave me a message on Anchor. We'll get into this episode entitled, The Heart of an Addict's Mom, when we come back. I'd like to welcome my guest today, Diane from Cape Town, as we discuss the heart of an addict's mom. So welcome, Diane, and I want to start right out getting into a quote that I read a number of years ago, written by a mom of an addict, as she said, there is no hell like watching drugs turn someone you love into someone you don't even know. I guess I'm just inviting you to take a little bit of your journey in watching the change in your son as he got caught up in drugs. Yeah, initially I didn't know he was um, involved with drugs, but I definitely noticed a change in his personality. He was was aggressive and argumentative and just difficult. Um, And I couldn't understand why I was acting that way and what could be the cause of it because I had no clue that he was using drugs. So how did you get to that point of, of getting a clue and actually confronting him or discussing it with him? Yeah, he actually disappeared for about three days and I'd been running around um, calling uh, calling at police stations, phoning the hospitals, phoning everybody he knew best I could um, to try and locate him. We had a, a family, my um, oldest son, my daughter, her husband at the time and myself had a family meeting and um, uh, lo and behold, he walked through the door um, those days he, there weren't cell phones he didn't have a cell phone that time and um, yeah and and the boys were suspicious and they took him away for a drive and tested him and he tested positive I thought if it was it was um, um, marijuana but it was actually a whole lot of things, including tick. So when you found out that your son was involved with a variety of drugs and not just marijuana, um, what were the feelings or thoughts rattling around inside of you? I was petrified and horrified, um, very fearful. I didn't know what to do. They called in a psychologist friend who spoke to him a bit. Um, There was also um, um, activity with um, 
with um, gangsterism, um, which to me was even more petrifying. And um, yeah, that was a an awful, awful shock. I felt that I was going to die from shock. So what do you do with the feelings of that rude awakening? Let's call it when you look at your son and realize this isn't my baby boy anymore. This isn't the son I raised. How do you process that? It's a very difficult thing because you, 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 you're so scared. You think they're going to die or be killed or like any minute. Um, and you just really, I just didn't know what to do. I was like totally, um, totally helpless and felt hopeless. Um, yeah. Wow. That's a huge burden. How do you keep your focus or what do you focus on during those times? Yeah, always trying to find a solution always trying to help them help themselves, but you find yourself doing most of the work. Um, he's been into many and several rehabilitation centers through the years, um, from the age of 16 until 26. In and out and on and off, he's, um, he progressed to, if I can call it progress, to heroin, which is, just the most petrifying thing that I could ever think of or believe. And um, getting into, him into rehabs all the time, finding counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, medication, no medication, all the options. So what do you do as a mom when your son is in and out of rehabs? and you want them to succeed, and they feel or say, I don't know if I can do this, Mom. And it's almost like you're trying to save someone who's not willing to participate in their own rescue. When you find yourself doing more work saving your son than he's doing. Yeah, look, when he was in these rehabs, he was always relatively, mostly, willing and compliant and determined and positive about um, doing this and, and, and helping himself um, to the extent that he always ended up helping others as well whilst in his process. It's the, the difficulties is when he comes out, you know, now what now? and slowly but surely get sucked back into old ways and old habits, sometimes not so slowly. And you watch helplessly and petrified as you see the spiral happening in front of you, and you know all the signs, and you know the behavior, and you know what's happening, and they deny it, of course. And the lying and the stealing and, the, and everything that goes with it, and running around with, the most unsavory of characters and becoming one of the most unsavory of characters doing doing the same things and putting his life and sometimes mine in danger. Sure. And as the danger increases, what do you do with your fear of 
receiving that call in the middle of the night? Yeah, you were your your phone becomes your 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 um uh, almost your enemy in a way because you you are so scared of those calls when they go missing, shall we call it? You know that they're either going to be at the police station or they're going to be in hospital or they're going to be found um, dead or mauled somewhere and um, it's it's a terrible and a real thing and every time the phone rings you and it's an, a number you don't know um, you are fearful and you go through terrible trauma in the process of that which you over 13 years it is compounded within yourself and causes your own form of PTSD, trauma, etc., which must be dealt with. Especially with a mother, I mean, there's that never-ending bond. I always say it's, and I say this cautiously, it's a, being a mother is like a blessing and a curse. Because you, you cannot just let go and take your hands off and watch them, them die or kill themselves, you know, whether it's a quick or a slow process. Diane, what would you say is the hardest thing you've ever had to do as the mom during your son's addiction? The hardest thing is to keep my head together and continue with my own life, um, earning a living, um, going through the motions of relationship, um, those kind of things, you know, to kind of keep, keep going. Um, I'm not saying as if nothing happened, but you 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 expect it to just keep going when your whole world feels like it's just catapulting into into the unknown. You know, you lose you lose your footing, so to speak. I am a very strong person, but even so, it's there have been times where 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 I felt I was losing the plot, and I've gone for help. I speak to and have spoken to psychologist, life coach. I've done things like TRE, which is a trauma release exercise. I do things like yoga. So I keep, I keep working on myself to help myself cope and to strengthen myself um, to just survive. How would you describe after... Your son has burned so many bridges that it seems like the only bridge left is back to mom. I mean, how do you deal with the next time out of rehab or the next time after going missing for several days that the only home to come home to is yours, but you know with the arrival at your home of your son is also going to be the arrival of chaos again. Yeah, you know, hope springs eternal, but hope sometimes springs a leak when all these things start appearing, the little telltale signs start in little ways, you know, the little foxes. And you know the storm is coming somewhere or another. Um, and it is, you, it's like watching a tidal wave come your way and there's no way of escape. Wow. I admire your survival instincts, but also your balancing act of taking care of yourself, never losing sight of your mother's heart, 
and at the same time trying to grow in wisdom and understanding of just how you can help without being the only one doing all the work. So I guess in closing, is there anything that you want to say to the children who are addicts as they relate to their mom? Yeah, I'd like to speak to the children and for them to understand and realize um, how important a mother is in their life and the role that a mother has been playing in their lives. And it's not a guilt trip. A mother will sacrifice her life for her children to save them and protect them. But when a child continuously does the same thing and continuously puts themselves and the mother in danger, sometimes real danger, um, they must realize the pain that it causes and how it eats away at the relationship, where the relationship starts becoming punitive and negative and um, aggravated and, and just the opposite of what the mother wants to be, which is loving and nurturing and caring and holding those little chicks under her wings. It just becomes impossible because those chicks are, 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 have like porcupine quills eventually. Thanks for listening to this episode of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. If you enjoy these podcasts, please share the link with your friends. And if you'd like to support our work with people caught in the snare of addiction, homelessness, or incarceration, please click on the support link in this episode's description. Your donation of any amount could change a life. Tune in Monday for our next episode. And as always, stay safe and stay strong.